You are listening to Life's the Vacay podcast, a weekly podcast series focusing on living a life without limitations. I'm your host, Cha Jones. Each week, I interview purposeful people about what they do and how they do it. Some have traditional professions, while others have designed unconventional careers. But what matters most is that they all are living a life where business and pleasure never separate. Each day is a vacay. So let's get started. Hey, what's up, Jesse? Let's get started. How are you doing? I'm doing well. Thank you. It's a pleasure to be here. Well, the pleasure is mine. I know you're an extremely busy person. And today we're going to be really talking about the fact that you do have a nine to five, but you are also a business owner and you are the most traveled person that I know. Like every time (laughs) I look at your feed, you are somewhere different. And I'm still trying to wonder how does one do this? So tell my, <laughs> tell my listeners, like, okay, let's, let's go back. So you work at Amazon. That's your nine to five job, correct? Correct. And now you own a restaurant called Poco that's in Seattle. So now you are a business owner, but you truly believe that you have to travel, So tell us a little bit about how you have a nine to five, own a business, as you say, so you do a nine to five and then a five to nine. (laughs) And then you still are able to live your life on your own terms. How does one balance all of this? Well, I love that question. And I think it starts with mindset first. And I think a lot of us had the awakening during COVID when we went to more virtual that a lot of our work can be done in wherever, right? And so the restaurant included, while yes, I have a physical space and I have a guest that comes to that physical space and they want to expect a consistent experience, I can build that without me physically being there every day, right? It'd be impossible for me to be at Poco every day and work at Amazon. So you start there first is, hey, how do I make sure I build things that's repeatable, have a clear vision, a clear plan, and a clear execution and bring others in on the journey helps make travel and things possible. And so I always tell when you open your mindset to allowing others in that want to pour into you and support you and see you continue to grow. That's how we do it, because you pour into them as well in other areas of, the, of their lives. And that healthy ecosystem allow us to all collectively move around the country as you hear in the plane. And for me, <laughs> flying is truly healing, right? What I'm seeing, I'm so fascinated by humans. And I love seeing and exploring how people operate and think in different places across the U.S. and beyond. And so when I make these travel trips, I'm getting data points that adds to my mind and my way of thinking, my way of being and how we could be more inclusive. So that's why I love to travel. That's why I'm always energized by it. It it actually does impact in a hopefully the positive way everything I'm out to create, even here in Seattle. But there are only 24 hours in a day and with a full-time job, a business, a physical business at that, you still find a way to do this. One wants to know how, because I'm, I'm interested. <laughs> how do you make yeah. this happen? Yeah. 
one I would say tactically, and I'm I'm a little bit crazy, so I can't say I have it perfect because I don't. You know, I'm right in the midst of planning my upcoming trips. Uh, my sister is flying here to come see me. She was all big thing for her, and she's excited. And I'm, I booked it in like two seconds flat. She's like, "How'd you do this?" I said, "One is some is mechanical. I've done it so many times, so the actual act of purchasing the ticket is the easiest part for me, right? And I, and I get for some people that is the first step, right?" What is going to take the dollars, the resources, and the time to book it? For me, because I do it so often, that's the easiest part. For me, it's setting the intention. So I actually have a physical calendar book that I write down. A true, you know, physical leather-bound calendar. <laughs> Don't judge me. I have the digital calendar, too. Where I actually map out the intentions. I say, I am planning to go to South Africa this week. I may plan to go to Dublin that month. I may go to Bora Bora. I'm mean, all the fancy places this month. Hey, maybe I plan to go to Vancouver, Canada, right? Because it's close by here this weekend. That's the first step for me. Because then what happens is when things comes in, if I'm planning this at the restaurant or I'm things at work, I look at my calendar and see, am I available? Is this possible? Oh, nope. I plan to be in South Africa that week. Even if I've not purchased a ticket, it's already real in my mind that this trip is happening. So that's the first thing. I, I, by putting it on paper, it drives boundaries to allow it to put the possibility to come, you know, to come real. And then what happens is communication. You know, be at work. I let my boss know, hey, I'm planning a trip to go to South Africa. <laughs> so I bring them in on a no, right? And that transparency is so important. When you live your truth and what you're up to, anything's possible. When you don't live your truth and, you, and you're operating out of integrity, not letting folks know, that's where you get this blockage. Because if you tell your boss or your team what you're planning on doing, you'd be amazed how fast it's like, oh, well, I don't need to have that meeting this week. Let me move it to the different week. They, they start accommodating for you because they know, let me, let me let lighten the load while he's away travel, right? So that's one okay. step, letting folks know. And then number two, I mean, then number three, I'm sorry, number three is then book the trip. <laughs> And then if it's a true vacation, honor your time off and do it. If it's a workcation like I do, I think it's a new term, right? Workcation. I work <laughs> while I travel, right? Poco is okay. never off, right? I'm always working in Poco. So I'm there. I'm handing finances. I'm making phone calls to my team. I'm connected to them. I could do it from the beach and I could do it from my hotel. Like the same I would do it from my house here in Seattle. It's the same, right? I have a, and, and so the only time it's impacted is time zone, of course, if you're in a different time zone. How does one get that kind of energy, though? Because you are multitasking, you know, if you are on a true workation, right? Vacation is totally different, right? Because you you like, look, I'm off and, and I'm not answering calls. I'm not doing this, that or other. It's a little bit di- more difficult with Poco because that's your baby, right? And so... It's like having a child. You don't really get a vacation from your vacation from your job, right? But at the same time, you only have so much time in a day. And you really have to be able to multitask and make that work. And I get the boundary aspect of it. But how, how, I mean, even though you're asking Amazon, hey, you know, or you're telling them, listen, I I have this already pre-planned. How are you making that work with all the things that you have committed to? Yeah. I think the key thing you, you answer it almost, or I'll put it this way, time, right? Every second we can't get back. 
And we we all know where our expiration date is. We like to hope we can be old and live life and have grandchildren or whatever that desire is for you as an individual on this planet. However, we don't know, right? And unfortunately, just every day we hear sad stories about that outcome looking different for someone. So every day I have full gratitude. Every breath I have full gratitude and I don't take it for granted. And I live like that way, realizing that every breath is a gift. What I choose to do with it in this moment now is so important. And to not wait to perceive tomorrow. There is no tomorrow, right? Tomorrow never comes. I don't know about you, but have you ever seen tomorrow? No, because tomorrow's the next tomorrow, right? <laughs> so, so you look at that mindset and say, okay, so the how, I know I can physically purchase a ticket with a credit card, right? Or cash or points or wherever you may have your means or a family member donating you, to you. <laughs> and we got the how part is the why. What's your purpose? And so when you have a clear why of what, what drives you and what's your purpose, then then it's easy to make it work, right? So for me, I mentioned earlier, my purpose is every trip I make, it, it literally fuels my energy. It pours into me. It gives me a chance to see how other folks think outside of my daily norm. And as a result, I can pick up ideas and thoughts that will help benefit Amazon or my at Poco or just me as a human. Awesome. I love wine. So everywhere I go, you best believe I'm touching a wine place somewhere, right? Okay. I'm looking at the vineyards. I'm, uh, most of my destinations equates wine. Or if it's, hey, I go to a, re- a retreat or read some research or read a book on my plane over it and my team will benefit from a leisure development standpoint. Even down to Poco, while I think about Poco and its mission, the mission is to co- cultivate a safe space where all people can convene co-create, feel celebrated, and build cross-cultural competency, right? While nourishing a buying soul. Now, how am I going to live to that mission if all I know is downtown Seattle, right? Mm-hmm. Capitol Hill, which is where it resides. So how do I bring in insight and perspective? Good thing with Seattle, we have guests that come here every day that gets on cruise lines that go to Alaska or to Hawaii. So we have internationals, we have locals, we have so many array of people and they all come to Pike Place because of tossing the fish and seeing Pike Place Market or, or Starbucks Reserves. And so I get a chance to experience these unique energies that come into my space. And I take it not only for granted. And so for me, that's my why. And so when I go on these trips, my why is very present, and that's why I, I, I'm, I don't old for any other reason, right? And I bring that experience with me to everywhere I go. So for you and listeners, is find your why, uh, what's your purpose and drives you. And then the other parts is come in, because if you don't have a clear why, that second voice in your head, the first one is intuition. Oh, I, see, I need to get trip on vacation. Trust and listen to that voice. It's trying to tell you something. The second voice is the fear or the or regret or the guilt, or whatever other emotions they may have that start to tell you, well, I can't go right now. Well, I need to save some money. Well, I need to do this. I'm not saying any of the reasons are wrong, but they keep you at stop. You focus on how I can make this happen. Then it, it puts you in action mode. Maybe it wasn't maybe originally planned. I look at a trip right now to go to Cape Town. And my original dates don't fit well regarding to the price of the tickets. Okay, well, I may need to shift the dates that I originally thought off a month or a week or a day to come at the how is still present. Okay, this didn't work. How can I do it? Or maybe it's next year. Maybe I say, okay, no, I can't do Cape Town this year. I'll do it in 2023. Instead, I'll make a trip to, I don't know, wherever. That may come up online. That's also an opportunity. 
So for me, having the flexibility to know I don't have to have that precise thing that I set my attentions to, but the flexibility of attention is still present and I can adjust it, right? And maybe do some of those differently. I think you stay in that in the action mode and in line with your purpose, you'd be amazed at how much you can actually accomplish in that 24 hours. That's amazing. You mentioned something because you really talked about the pivot of being able to be flexible and shift when things don't meet your expectations, I guess, or they don't fit the calendar and things come up. How important is it to be able to be flexible as, <laughs> you know, being Mr. Rhodes? Because you you do have a daytime job, you do have a, a, a whole business, and then you do have the aspiration to continue to travel and to live your life on your own terms. So, how do you incorporate the pivot? Because a lot of times I think people get stuck because they don't know how to pivot. Wow. I love that question. And for those that are those, I don't put anyone in a bucket. We always give ourselves titles and no one's any specific title. But right, we all have everything. Like people call me an extrovert, but I'm also an introvert, right? And so I say it with love. But the folks that will put themselves in the bucket of, of being a planner, right? To have these marked out and specific to time zone or to time and schedule and hotel. Well, I'm about to say, make, make your skin crawl, right? <laughs> so I, too, am a planner. I don't I don't highlight it to people. But the way I plan, I plan with looseness in the schedule. And I always have two alternative options, right? Mm. So I have a plan and then and then a second option if the first plan doesn't work. Sometimes I have a third option, but that's not the norm. I at least have two. And every day I live this, I work this muscle up. They probably drive other folks crazy. I uh, openly admit to that. My team is learning me and love me and probably learning me too. Right? Where I look at the schedule, I see things that occur and I, I have an A B decision to make every single time. There's an A decision or B decision. And my A decision alters, I go to B. And my B's already ready to be implemented. And if my B doesn't happen, then I may have to pause and C and go to a C. But if you just have an A and it doesn't work, that's why I will get stopped. And they may retreat and go back and or cancel or get upset with their partner or whatever may be the case. But you have an A plan. And the B plan may not be as specific because it's meant to be a backup plan, right? And if you, you're operating your B plan, then guess what? Now you have a new A and B. Right. Mm-hmm. You have your B is now became your A. And what's my next B? And that's kind of how I always operate. I operate in this model of an AB plan and where my, my new A becomes the current plan and I have a new AB plan. And that allows the flexibility and decision making. And know what, hey, another way to say it is it's probably an old term. You got a lot, a lot of balls in the air, a lot of A's in the air. Something like this is fall down a crack. Right. <laughs> and that's okay. But knowing beforehand which A you already know will have to fall down and crack, then it's not going to be as, as impactful. Now, do note, don't let that same A crack every time. So one time, maybe, hey, I need to let this go. And as a result, the impact is I wasn't able to be at Poco for an uh, event that I would love to potentially be near, but I couldn't. But by keep neglecting the same A, then there's an impact. So I'm not suggesting that at all. It's understanding where the impact can be and where you can have the greatest gain of your time Make that decision. We do it. We do it every day subconsciously or consciously. I just do it in a planful way to allow me to be flexible, and that's what I do. If I'm on vacation. I'm in Russia. I remember one time I was in uh, I was in Rome. And I was visiting my uh, my niece and with my best friend, and she was in, in university, and I was still working. 
right? A couple of days while I was there. And so what I realized, I talked to her, I said, hey, you know what? One day she wanted to spend time with her, just her, her mom and her. And I'm like, this is perfect. How about this? Y'all spend you know, this day here, Wednesday, where her day was. And that day allowed me to feel, feel not guilty to sit in a hotel and get a lot of work done. And I still block a period of time. I've had the time difference between you know, Italy and, and, and in Seattle. I took that advantage that, that morning to do fun things, walk around, sightsee by myself, some self-care. And then I came back to the hotel and then spent time at work. I loved it. I didn't impact my friend. They impact my niece. I didn't impact, and I didn't impact uh, Amazon. Right? That can happen. It's how you balance those things. So, but I just encourage you: don't let the same egg fall down every time, because then that egg gonna say, "I'm not coming back to you no more." (laughs) 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 Keep dropping me. (laughs) Right. Well, I love the fact that you have a plan and that you have the ability to pivot between plans because you do have options. And oftentimes, like you said, people don't they don't move or follow through because they don't like when one thing falls, they're literally stuck and they're like, yo, I I don't even know how to proceed. So I'm going to shift gears a little. Let's talk about Poco. Like you yeah. recently, like it's it's been it's been a year, it's been almost a year. You, no, you I feel like it's been a year. I purchased it so October last year. year. No, I purchased it in January of this year, January fourth, it was, and and so it's been. That's why I'm going to be patient with myself. Amazon, we always go, 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 go. So it's been seven and a half months, and I want to be further along than we are, and that's typical of me. I purchased it from an amazing friend. Um, that also is Amazonian and uh, Drexel University alum. And I love, it's been around for 16 years. And I love the history and the makeup of the Poco. And it was called Poco Wine Spirits initially because Poco means little, right? Mm-hmm. And little wine room. So you go in there, it's a little cool wine room area and you got a loft upstairs and it has this kind of cheers effect. A lot of first dates come into space. And that's what's that, including myself. I go there on first dates. I used to before I owned it. Now I can't do it. It'd be weird. Uh, so <laughs> first, first date there. And uh, it's a cool spot. And so it's been black owned the last three. Oh, I'm the third black owner out of, this, out of this history. The first two owners were, uh, and I still, they all still involved. They still come out and engage. It was a, it was a gay couple, two men, the original owners. And then they sold it to their friend. About five years later, there was also a gay couple with a partner, and they had for about a good five years strength. And then they sold it to a black couple, and they had it for about I think three or four years strength. And then they sold it to my friend, seeing she was you no know, single black female. And then she caught the, the hard part of it during COVID years, but she kept Poco alive. She kept it open, um, and I'm appreciative of her. I don't know how she did it, but she managed to keep Poco alive during that tough period. Uh, and then I said, let me come in and take over from here. And with that transition, it became Poco Bar and Lounge. And the reason why I did that, I wanted it to be more inclusive. So mm-hmm. if you don't drink, still come to Poco. You want a mocktail, you want no tail, come <laughs> to Poco. And I emphasize the lounge because that's the distinction of the place. You come in there, it has a speakeasy vibe. There's a whole second floor that is hidden, but not hidden, it's there. But folks don't think to go up there. It's like right. it's, you have to pass the bar to go up the staircase. Almost people feel like they have the permission to go upstairs. So I like, how do I emphasize the Poco Bar and Lounge to make it more inclusive, right? And then, and then I also changed the word Poco itself. 
no longer mean little, right? Uh, it's turned into an acronym, you know, purposeful, organic, captivating, optimistic. That's the mission. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, and so now I'm in the process of letting that take root, of create a space where you can for you can really foster transformative conversations in this environment around the table. So having cocktails and conversations or just round table conversations, maybe not cocktail, uh, where ideas of what is possible as individuals or as group or as, you know, community can come and expand towards building a greater, better world. That's the space I want to play in. And that's what I've been playing in for Poco. And once that starts to take root, I can replicate that across other Pocos around the U.S. and beyond. Wow. I love that. I love it. I absolutely love it. But what made you decide to take on this venture, especially with the fact that you love to travel so much? And it just seems like, again, you've already explained to us how you're able to do it. But at the same time, because you love to travel and you like to go, having a physical business that does require some of your time, effort, energy and your person just seems like may not be the greatest fit, even though that you're you're making it happen. Why did you decide to take on this opportunity? Now, I love that question. I would say <laughs> If you asked me last year, would I look to buy a restaurant? <laughs> no, right? It was not in my vision. It was a calling. Like when she mentioned she was looking to sell the restaurant, my immediate reaction was, what about me? I didn't plan that to say that or think that. Time passed, my birthday, so right this time last year, this is what she was referring to too, I said to October, she asked me again. No, she, she was mentioning she listed it for sale. I, I said, I was like, actually upset. Like, you listed it for sale? Why? I told y'all buy it. <laughs> so I reaffirmed my own self twice. Again, didn't think about how, why, and it was literally, his energy told me, you, you're meant to buy it. Not those, my son, he's in the food industry, creating an opportunity space for him. It was beyond that too. I told him, no pressure, son, it's not just you. I feel that if I can take what I'm doing my day job, which is inclusion, diversity, and equity, and actually build a physical space that inspires creation and thoughts and perspectives in a collective cross-cultural way, what I take an intent, right? And also I'm writing a book, you know, as on top of other stuff, I'm writing a book as well about inspiration, mm-hmm. inspiring leadership. It plays that too. So for me, it was like here I have a physical space that can incubate to my ideas of what is possible and see it play out in that physical form. That's the reason why I said, okay, put my hand up and go jump into it. And I never saw it being a single source, one location. You know, my day job, I grew up in risk management and program management. So I also get things to build in programs or products that can be replicated. So my mind day one was, I'm going to start here, learn, pilot here, incubate it here and replicate it. That, so that's, and so to me, that infused the travel. So I have multiple locations and I'll be traveling for locations in a purposeful way, right? Visit okay. the business, ensure the mission and vision is still in- intact. And why not have a glass of wine, experience the culture of people in that space too. That to me is a feeder source to my future Jesse of Pocos being everywhere where I can explore and communicate in such a way. So that, so that, and, and how do I have my staff and team also grow with me? And that's something I'm building into as well. So that way I'm committed to building not only social change, but economic change for 
our community and that's where and why and how I did it. I love it. All of it. Every aspect of it. Now, I do want to shift gears to the nine to five and talk a little bit more about Amazon because, you know, when I first started Life's a Vacay and I started thinking about how you have a life of vacay, I wanted to be very clear that there are people who have nine to fives and I'm not trying to tell people go quit your nine to five and go live this dream that you have because oftentimes you need to be able to fund that dream and it requires that you may have a nine to five, right? And there are some people like yourself who are able to have a nine to five and still be able to live the life that they want on their own terms. They just have to be very practical about it. And they also have to be very clear about their intentions on how they want to do it. And that requires that they they plan. And you've already talked about that. But I really would like for you to talk about like, you have an amazing job at Amazon. And I would say that you're, you're doing what your purpose to do at Amazon. Now, I'm not saying that that'll be forever, but right now you work at Amazon. Tell us a little bit about like why you continue to show up at Amazon and why this nine to five is a per, per match for you to continue to fuel the life that you are creating on your own terms. What comes to my mind is if you haven't done it, I highly encourage it. It's one of my friends and and the person is has significant amazing part of my life. She she was really big on drawing out like kind of mind mapping, right? And all the intersections of your why, right? And how things pour into you and how you pour out. And so I, I go a short journey of where I'm at and why. So Amazon being here six years and what's kept me here six years and, and with, I feel fully inclined to stay longer is my leadership team, my management team has been very supportive of once you invade in the, the culture and of, of, the, of, of the company that's aligned to your values and purpose, it becomes easy. And so I grew up in a consulting world I'm used to constant change, constant fluctuations, right? I had different leadership teams. I, and so when I first left consulting and, you know, the Lord Tush, and I went to industry, I struggled because it's so static. The same thing every day, nine to five. That wasn't me. I didn't want to sit at my desk. I felt trapped. I literally said, I'm not sitting at my desk. I will go sit at other people's desks and conference rooms because I didn't like this feeling of, I had to stay in one space. I never experienced that in 10 plus years of my career. And then here I am. And so my first couple of opportunities didn't fit me, right? It wasn't me. And Amazon, I realized quickly, it's a tech company. I can sit anywhere. I still have a desk, right? Office. But I was everywhere. I, and and they, they embrace my mobility, physically in the space. And also, also virtually in the space. So I felt since day one, the opportunity that we have the tools and resources and laptops and, and our online tools that you may hear chiming while we're talking right now, those allow me to still be accessible and reachable and in and a way that we can cooperate. And that's been since day one. On top of that, it was my career. I grew up in IT risk management, risks and controls doing in the finance world. That's where I grew up at. Now I'm in HR doing inclusion, diversity, and equity. I literally changed careers within the same company, right? And and how I was able to do it in a culture that if you base 
and the leadership principles, your transferable skills is accepted and welcome and appreciated. That's literally culture. They say, okay, I purposely will move person A over to over to Y so we can learn from these unique skills and take person Y and move them over to A some cases and help grow. That's the secret sauce of taking transformative skills and then and woven in other experiences. So for me, moving over to diversity, the transferable skill was risk management. HR is also people risk management, right? And looking at process and controls, looking at how can we look at equity in our processes to make sure that we support all elements of humans. If you're disabled, if it's LGBTQ+, if it's you know gender, if it's race, if whatever it may be, how do we make sure we embrace those uniqueness and differences in an equitable way? way? It's the same concept I did in my, my risk management work at Process and Controls, right? And so what, what keeps me here is over here, we're able to create know, mechanisms, shape systems, empower our employees to create equitable workplace, right? It's, it, it, we look at all levels of talent hiring process from the point of being identified to the point of actually hiring and starting to developing and promoting to retiring, right? And so for me, I mentioned earlier, I love humans. It literally feeds into my who I am as a core person, right? And I remember when I was in risk management, my old team kept saying, you should do more in diversity. Why aren't you doing diversity? So they almost pretty much kicked me over to the other side, right? <laughs> <laughs> it was like, you're doing it so much anyway. Why not align? And then finally, I had this epiphany. I kept doing more, 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 more. I'm still guilty of that, right? I do more, 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 more. And you call it out, right? I shifted to saying I want to do greater. I've always been involved in some diversity groups. I've always done councils and working teams. I've always been involved in nonprofits on a similar leadership role, I want to do greater. How can I help tens of thousands versus the one or two? The one or two is also very impactful. I don't want to discredit that. But if I can scale the impact and help greater and do greater, why not? So Amazon, for me, has played that platform, that tool, to allow me to do greater for a larger community. I support our infrastructure services businesses for Amazon Web Services. That's a significant size of the business portfolio. You know, that cloud computing you all look up in the sky for, or reality <laughs> that you hear on land in massive data centers all around the world with, you know, with network cables being funneled throughout our, our physical space and connect. That's where my customer resides. If I can support those we call builders, builders in those spaces there to ensure that they are her seen, respected, valued, appreciated, then that's why I'm still here. And that's what encouraged me to come every day. I love it. And let me tell you why I love it. Because oftentimes, you know, people who are still trying to find your purpose and your purpose, that's something that you really truly have to identify with the why, right? And you talked about that. But I also love it for the simple fact that you know, you have so many people who try to sell you, you know, quit your day job, follow your dream, start a business. That's not for everybody. It's not for the faint of heart. I started several businesses and some of them worked, some of them didn't. And at the end of the day, it comes back to your total commitment and how you show up with your why. And so I'm all for people keeping their jobs as long as their job identifies or it is aligned with that why, right? And it makes sense. 
Because when you're doing something that you love to do and it's aligned with who you are as an individual, then you can show up and you can make it work. And that doesn't mean that you can't do other things because like you have shown, you are doing those other things. You, I'm sure you took some of that money to Amazon, pays you and you help, you know, it helped you buy the business, right? And it also helps you to continue to travel. And so you've brought that full circle. We are about to run out of time. So I normally ask someone, give me three things that are tactical that someone can use to help them do what you do, right? But I'm not going to do that. What I'm going to do is give me three things that are tactical that you feel allows people to be able to have a nine to five job and still show up living the life that they desire to have. Mm, tactical. I would say one, I have a powerful book that I just referred recently. I'm grabbing it, sorry for the delay there. It's called The Power of Now, right? And it was named Eckhart Tolle. Eckhart Tolle. Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Power right Now. This is not easy read. Don't let them fool you. Oh, it's only 200 pages. It's 200 powerful sit with pages that will help you really shift your your narrative and then also i'm about to read another book power of regret when you start to unpack where you are at stop and you move remove those stoppages you are unleashed and you're a powerful amazing human being what you're out to create so those are my first tactical things is saying you don't have to figure out on your own this what, eight plus billion people in this world and it's eight plus, you know, and people live before us and we got a lot of great content on Google and books that's been written by other humans that have traveled the journeys that you're looking to travel. That's my one tactical thing. Read up, do audio books. I am myself, am not a fast reader. So I'll often grab a book and listen to the audio at the same time. And that allows me to stay on pace with what I'm reading. And I actually comprehend more because I can verbally, I can hear the audio of the words with the written and I retain more. So everyone has their equitable way of reading. I encourage you to embrace it unapologetically. So that's number one. Number two, set your intentions. Set your intentions loosely that you don't feel like you're a, you failed if it doesn't go the way you went. Loosely, hey, I want to set the intentions of X. And keep that flexibility. Make sure it's specific, it's measurable, it's actionable, and time bound, right? That smart goal, same way here too. Mm-hmm. Make it, you know, don't set something that's, I, mean, I want to be, you know, in Tahiti tomorrow. Well, okay, that may, that may be possible, but the life of it is probably not unless you got some great deal online and you saw it when you made that statement. Just be fair on yourself on what it looks like. And then the last, bring others on the journey. That's the tactical piece, bring others on the journey. So read up. Set your intentions in writing and bring others on a journey because every time I share while I'm up to creating, I get amazing insights from others and what they've done similar and it can help me out get there quicker, smarter or um, and be more informed. Does that help answer your question? It does. I always love talking to you. I love watching you. You are very inspirational and One thing I can say about you is that you make it happen. And until today, I didn't really know how you did it, but I knew that you were doing it. And so one of the things that always inspires me is when I see people live the life that they talk about. You know, it's 
it's easy for somebody to talk about something, but it's, it's really difficult for someone to put what they're talking about into action consistently. Mm. And so you do that. And so I appreciate that. And I would love to just like continue to talk to you. So I'm gonna have to bring you yes. back. <laughs> yes. Yes. We're, gonna, yes. we're gonna have to talk a little bit more about all the other great things because we never even got to the, the travel piece, um, which I think is extremely important because you go to some amazing places. You are, you're not just traveling. You travel big. You on yachts, popping bottles. <laughs> you're doing all this stuff. You know, planes, you know, your pilots. So I want people to know that part of you too. But I yeah. also wanted them to know that you do have a nine to five and then you do have a business and you are still able to balance that with the things that you love to do. And that's extremely important because people feel like I can't do it or there's so many things that's blocking me from having this ideal life. So, so thank you it. for joining me. Tell people like give them the address to uh Poco so that they can hit you up when they come to Seattle. And if you have your website, they can reach out to you. I love that. So I'll spell it out. Poco, P-O-C-O, Seattle.com. So Poco, Seattle.com. You can find me on most social media as uh, Mr. Rhodes, spelled out M-I-S-T-E-R-R-H-O-D-E-S. So Mr. Rhodes, because the MR was taken. <laughs> <laughs> you want to ask that question? Why are you still out, Mr. Because the MR yeah. was taken. But uh, Mr. Rhodes is a, I have a website. Actually, is easier. Type in mrrhodes.net. Actually, I want is mrrhodes.net. As you are a part of my network, I thought it was fitting to have a website called mrrhodes.net. And that's where you can find all of my social media connections, make life much easier. You can also find Poco um, there soon, shortly, if not already. So more to to come in that space, too. When we talk next about uh, (laughs) MrRose.net and what's upcoming in that space, too. Absolutely. Thank you again, Mr. Rose, for joining me. I'm your host, Child Jones. If you like this show, please subscribe, share, and by all means, donate to keep it going. Until next time, remember always to find time to live and express your own freedom. It's been real. Peace. All day. You have been listening to Life's a Vacay podcast. Thank you for tuning in today. Every day you have a choice. So choose yourself and never allow your circumstances to dictate the life you live. Whatever you don't like, you can change. Remember, nothing happens overnight, but know that when you set goals and take inspired action, whatever you desire can come in perfect timing. Never give up on creating the life you deserve. Don't anticipate your next vacation when you could be living a whole life on vacation. Until next time, I'm your host, Cha Jones. Please remember to like and share this podcast so that others can be inspired. Peace.